Welcome to the Health Code Podcast. I'm Sarah, otherwise known as Sarah's Day, and I'm a health and fitness YouTuber. And I'm Kurt, professional photographer and content creator, or also known as Sarah's Boyfriend. We're here to help you crack the code to a healthy and fit lifestyle. We're going to be talking all things health, fitness, relationship, lifestyle, and career. So it's time to grab your code books because we're about to spill some serious tips. Really? That sounds so bitchy. Good morning, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Code Podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different because I'm doing a potty nugget. Now, before I get into the reason why I'm doing this today without Sarah, my co-host and partner in crime, let's just go into a quick weekly wrap. So the reason why this week we're doing the potty nugget is just being a little bit hard to sort of tear it up together with the way Fox's, I guess, pattern with sleeping and feeding has been at the moment. So I decided that I'd get up super early in the morning. It is currently around seven o'clock. It's not that early. Okay, I get it. I've been up a little bit earlier trying to plan what I was going to say today. But yeah, I decided to get up early and record this little episode for you guys. So this week I flew up to Noosa to get a tattoo done. So just a little like story as to why I flew up to Noosa and why I got a tattoo done so early in Fox's life. Um, when when me and Sezzy, I guess, first sort of decided on a name and we're talking about babies and, and this and that, I said that when I have my first child or, you know, going forward every time I have a child, I would love to get a tattoo that would be reflective of that that child, basically. So whether it be about their personality or their name. And when Fox was born into the world, it was clear that I was just going to get a tattoo of a fox. So <laughs> I um, I got this design done by a guy named Cree up in Noosa. He does like neo-traditional tattoos, which is like... For those of you who are not in the tattoo world and don't have tattoos, it's kind of like that old school look and feel, but modernized a little bit. Anyway, type it into Google, neo-trad or neo-traditional. Yeah, so I got a fox with like a big rose and like a heap of leaves. So it's like this fox sort of peeping through the bushes. And in the fox's eyes, I got like really blue eyes because fox's little eyes are blue. So anyway, I'm obsessed with this tattoo. I'm so in love with it. So this week I flew up up to Noosa. And the reason why I went up to Noosa is because I've got probably three tattoos before this one. And the last one I I got on my calf, I got this Mandela done around an existing tattoo. And it was done by a guy who was like really specialized in Mandela's. And it just came out so much better when you get, I guess, a tattoo artist that specialized in a particular field. So with this one, I I got a big forearm piece and it's going to be visual to a lot of people. (laughs) So I decided that I would, you know, travel to a tattoo artist that I really trusted in, really love their work. And yeah, so that I guess that's the little backstory behind why I went up to Noosa. But while I was on the plane, I, uh, I managed to write together a few notes on today's episode and what I wanted to talk about and a few ideas that have been stewing in the back of my mind. Off the back of the last podcast, potty nugget that I did separately about my career change and changing from carpenter to photographer and and doing my dream job. I get asked a lot of questions on how I did it. There there, there is no answer on how. It purely came down to my dedication, um, without big noting myself, my, (laughs) my dedication and drive and having a partner like Sarah and having people who surrounded me that, that lifted me up and pushed me to that next level. Sarah and, and my relationship, we constantly are sitting 
sitting down and, you know, talking back and forth about new ideas. But yeah, there's no real answer. So I've written down a few notes here and we're going to get into today's episode now. So today, if you are listening to this episode, today is the day to start making positive changes to reach your goals. I've told my story about my transition from carpenter to my dream job and lifestyle, but what started that all? What was my main source of motivation? When we set out on a personal development quest, we often hear the words grind and hustle. What do they mean? The interpretation of grind and the hustle has been miscommunicated in today's society, I feel like. And it has this kind of like nasty and sleazy undertone to it that you should like do whatever it takes, you know, like you hear those guys like grind, hustle. And, you know, I just feel like people have taken it out of context and have put it into this other category that you've, you've got to be, I don't know, maybe it's because of media or television shows that we see, you know, like you always see these people like backstabbing each other to get to a higher ground. But I feel like this is what it basically means. It's like you will do whatever it takes. You must be selfish, calculated like an alpha animal hunting their prey. My interpretation of the grind and hustle is a little bit different. It's more than this. It's it's about having a legacy and having something to offer that lifts those up around you. Working hard for your self-development and not because you want to be like someone else. To communicate and make relationships that last over attempting to big note yourself. Confidence is a great tool, but it can also be misinterpreted as arrogance. Instead of maybe trying to be hyper-confident, try and be enthusiastic. It's contagious. It lifts those up around you. And it's highly motivating. So I talk about this, this thing of leaving a legacy. Like, what, is, what does that mean? For example, the Health Code podcast. Here at the Health Code, we want to lift all you guys up. We want, we want you guys to succeed at what you're doing, whether it be your health and fitness, maybe it be your career, or maybe it's just even your lifestyle, making positive changes in your lifestyle to live a happier, you know, healthier lifestyle. Leaving a legacy could also mean that you go in for a job interview and within that interview, you've got maybe three people in front of you or maybe one and you need to leave your mark so that you can get the job. Or on the flip side of that, you could be in the workspace sharing your ideas and your knowledge with those around you so that everyone can benefit together as a team and and that's really important is to surround yourself with these people who lift you up and you need to be one of those people at the same time and I think that's what I'm trying to say about leaving a legacy here is by lifting those up around you it comes back in turn and sometimes it doesn't sometimes you have the people who are in the hustle and the grind category and they'll do whatever it takes like those people can go do that all right We don't have to be those people. We want to be the people that lift those up around us. We want to be surrounded by positivity. We don't need negativity in our life. Negativity is a waste of time. It's a waste of space. Myself and Sarah, we we live our life of positivity. We'll try to as much as possible. Yeah, we have hard times. We have arguments. We go through stages that, or or even decisions that we make at work that we think, this is the best thing ever. And then the, you know, the brand or the, the person that we're working with at the other end, they, they totally disagree with it. And I have to change that decision or have to change that idea to, to make it suit the both of us. So finding motivation, let's use training, for example. Okay. So I had this goal that I wanted to, uh, I wanted to go and compete on the world platform. So the world championships for sports jujitsu. So uh, I'm not going to go in too much detail around what this, what this sport is, but basically it's kind of like if UFC went into an Olympic arena. It's kind of like Taekwondo in the Olympics where you've got the the point-based system, but you had the punching, the throws, and the ground game 
that's kind of what it would, would be like. That's what sports jiu-jitsu is like. So I've been training. I have my, I've gone through my 10 years of training in Japanese jiu-jitsu, finally got my black belt. My next level in my mind was to compete more. And I wanted to, I wanted to compete for Australia. It's quite a big goal, especially in a sport like a combat sport. It's, it's, it's a very physical and very mental game. Trying to get to this elite level in this sport, for me, I knew I needed to train. And I had a best one of my best mates, Mitch, uh, he was my training partner. He wanted to do the same. And we went for it. We gave it our absolute all. I was training three sessions a week in martial arts. And then I was training a separate session with my best mate, Mitch, as well. And then I was doing my five gym sessions a week. I was also living over in North Sydney at the time. And <laughs> it's funny, but like, you know, the old Rocky Balboa movies, like, where he's like got the hoodie on, he gets up real early in the morning, runs through the city, he gets to like the top of the staircase, he's doing the punches. Like I would go for runs at like nine o'clock at night, like no word of a lie. Like this is a bit psychopath, but <laughs> I would put the black hoodie on, the black trackies, I'd put the hood over the top, I'd run. I would, um, I lived, it was about a 5K or no, 6K run in total for me to run from my old apartment over the harbour bridge and back, I would do this run and it was just the most motivating thing for me ever. I would have the music on in the ears, I'd be running across and all I'd be thinking about is the old school Rocky Balboa <laughs> movies. <laughs> but motivation for that training, the reason why I trained so hard is because in the back of my mind, I constantly was thinking about that opponent. I was constantly thinking about that other person out there who was training maybe even harder than me. And who was going to get in that ring. And I just wanted to make sure that even if I didn't win the fight, I wanted to leave my mark. And we go back to leaving a legacy. I wanted to leave my mark. I wanted to make sure that I was the toughest fight that this person has ever had in their life. I wanted to be just elite. I wanted to be so elite. And that just lifted me up and brought my training to a whole new level. Now, I know this is not an example that I guess is relevant to all you guys out there listening to the podcast, but it's it's having a goal, having a goal, having a goal that's higher than just training in the gym that's going to lift you up to a different level. It could be, for example, you've booked in for the, the city to surf. You could be training for that. And in the back of your mind, you just need to get through that run. So your training is all focused around getting through that run. It could be as simple as that, or it could be as simple as getting to a particular weight goal that you've always wanted to get to before a particular time or day. You need those those little goals in your, in the back of your mind to motivate you. Flip side of that, career. I wanted to change my career from carpenter to photographer. To me, it seemed like I would never get there. And it was a long haul, guys. I The most valuable thing that I ever offered was free time, giving people free time. As much as it, it sucked at the time, I had this... In the back of my mind, this this motivation that this this one free job is going to come back around and it's going to help me get there. I did you know free jobs for high up brands just to try and get my foot in the door. Giving time for free is so valuable in this day and age. You know, we we all feel like we're deserving. Someone buys a an expensive DSLR and all of a sudden they feel deserving that they're they're a professional photographer and they deserve to be paid. No, you haven't mastered the craft yet. You haven't made the relationships in the industry. You need to maybe not go out and buy the most expensive camera. Maybe buy an average camera and start developing your skill first. Save that money to invest into yourself and your, your, your learning. I did go to college for my photography. I dropped out halfway through because I didn't think it was worth the money and the time. I, I was sitting there and I constantly would 
listen to these teachers teach me about photography and I thought there's so much valuable information out there in the internet these days. I don't need to be sitting here in a course listening to a, a lecturer tell me how to take a photo. I already know how to take a photo. I can, I can go on YouTube. I can go on Google. There's so much information for me to develop my skill and learn my craft. I dropped out halfway through. I just stopped going. I, I called up and I said, I quit. I don't want to, I don't want to come into this college anymore. The reason behind it is because I want to develop my own skill. I wanted to learn the craft for myself. I knew in the back of my head, I was motivated enough at this point. I'd already started this course. I already on this, I guess, this pursuit of changing, changing up my career that I was already highly motivated and I knew that I could get to that goal. And I know that this example doesn't necessarily work for all careers. Like you can't be a doctor and quit your, quit your uni course and, and then expect to get a job. That's, that's not the way, that's not the way the world works. But with a creative job, for example, it doesn't necessarily matter if you have that, you know, that diploma at the end of things or a, or a bachelor in art or something. It's good to do those courses to maybe learn the skills if you feel like that's the best way for you to learn. But I, I found so much information on the internet. I was pretty much ahead of the whole entire class without being arrogant. I was just very invested in this thing as, as a hobby at that stage. So motivation can go a long way. My, my motivation for the career change was I hated my job. Going back to that, that thing of negativity, um, I would wake up every morning dreading going to work. And I know I sort of touched on this in the last podcast nugget, but it's the truth. I could not, I could not stand waking up and going to this job. I would turn up late every single day and my boss, my boss was the great, like such a great guy at the time, especially towards the end of, you know, my carpentry career. He was my martial arts instructor as well at the time, um, Joe Brax. I have a lot of time for that guy. He, he gave me a lot of his time. He taught me everything in, in martial arts and, and was also so understanding in business as well. And I think in the back of his mind, he knew that carpentry wasn't for me, but he kept me on and, you know, I obviously was doing something good there because <laughs> you get me on but we would constantly have these discussions that he was like mate you're late again like you need to pick up your game and I had no excuse I didn't have an excuse besides I knew in the back of my mind that I hated it I hated the job and I couldn't turn around and say that to him because that was my career that was my livelihood and that was what was paying the bills but you know, maybe I should have started making this transition earlier in my life and, and had this realization earlier, but it was a tough thing for me to wake up. Nowadays, I wake up without an alarm clock. Eric Thomas, he's a motivational speaker. He talks about this, uh, there's a quote that he says, and it's, I don't need an alarm clock. My passion wakes me up. And it is so true. When you find something that you're passionate about, it motivates you. It lifts you up to a higher place. You don't need an alarm clock to wake up in the morning. You don't. You've got yourself because you want to wake up. You want to go there. And like for me, it's I wake up, I have my morning routine where I have my, I'll grab a coffee. Um, if I get up before Sarah, I'll tidy up the house a little bit. And then I'll come and sit down at my computer or I'll go off and I'll be off on a shoot for the day. I love doing it. I have this creative career that I, I, I immerse myself in and I'm so energized every single morning and so excited to get into it. I don't need to go on holidays. Everyone's like, oh, have a break, have a break. When you find something that you're super passionate about, you don't want to have a break from it. It's like the gym. We love training. 
and we, I'm talking about Sarah as well, we love training. When we have a break from training, we feel like something's empty in our life. <laughs> we feel incomplete. And, and that has come from, I guess, years of dedication or just purely our personality. Maybe our personality loves, you know, just training, feeling that way. I don't know. You get the, the kick of endorphins that may have something to do with it. But if you're one of those people who don't enjoy going to the gym and you hate it, then you need to make a change. You need to flip that to something that you enjoy doing. Like we've spoken about this before, like go find another sport that motivates you and, and is more energizing for you. It becomes passion and then that lifts you up. That's what motivates you. That's what takes you to the next level. My motivation recently, especially with the training, it was funny. I had this discussion with um, one of my friends the other day and I said, I'm so motivated in the gym at the moment because they were asking me about my training and they said, oh, you know, how you going? You know, did you fall off off the bandwagon? I, yeah, I fell off the bandwagon pretty hard um, prior in the lead up to Sarah being pregnant. But coming back into it now, as soon as Fox was born, I just got this urge that I needed to get back into my training. And it sounds kind of selfish, but I think it's maybe maybe just my personality of feeling like I need to be the protector. But for me, in the back of my mind, Fox was born into the world. I was like, I need to be the best I can possibly be in all aspects of life so that I can show my son that as he grows up, the world is your oyster. You can do whatever you want. That's how I'm going to leave my legacy to him. I want to show him this world. I want to show him the beauty of the place and that we can really do anything that we put our minds to. And I feel like you don't have that realization until you, you know, you achieve a certain particular goal because that then kicks something in the back of your mind, kicks it into action and it makes you start thinking like, okay, I did that goal then and I achieved that and I thought that that goal was impossible. What does that mean for the next goal that I make? If I truly believe in myself and don't just make a goal and be like, I want to make a million bucks <laughs> because you don't have a why. You just have a, I'm going to make a million dollars. That's, there's nothing there. There's nothing there that's going to motivate you to do that unless you have a little plan that says, this is how I'm going to make it, and this is why I'm going to make it. We always come back to the why, 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 why we do this. Why am I a photographer? I'm passionate about it. I love it. It motivates me. And when I'm motivated about something, I give it my absolute all. Or I, I, when I take on a job or I take on a brand, I'm giving them absolutely everything of my skill and my power to, to make sure that these photos come out to the best of my ability. Every single project that I take on is I'm trying to take it to the next level and take it to the next level. And it's not just about the brand. It's about my personal development. It's about constantly learning and learning from mistakes that I made off the other shoots. And these goals that we set, they're, they're all about personal development and pushing ourselves to a new level. So the, the point of this short conversation today <laughs> is that you need to have goals. You need to have goals in your life for personal development and you need to find motivation in all situations. Motivation is a key to success and leaving a legacy, having a why, it brings up those around you. And when you are surrounded by people who motivate each other, like our lifestyle here at the health code, <laughs> our little family, the health code, we have myself, Sarah, and then in the background, we've got, you know, Tanika and, and Ed who help us out a lot as well. And our little team, we get together every, you know, once a week, once a month. So, and we just have a brainstorm. 
we talk about people we want to get on the show or we talk about, you know, our other endeavors outside of the health code, projects that she wants to do and things she wants to focus on her YouTube. I talk about projects that I want to tackle or brands I want to approach. And we, we talk with, you know, Ed and Tanika about their goals as well. And we just have little brainstorm sessions and it lifts us up. And off the end of these little sessions that we have together, we've, we're re-motivated. We've reignited that spark to push to these goals that we've just verbalized within our conversation to each other. So lift those up around you. Be one of those people who's enthusiastic about what you do, whether it be training, your career, or even just your hobbies. Be an enthusiastic person. Try to stay clear from being uh, too confident. Use confident as a tool. Don't always be the most confident person in the room because it can be perceived as arrogant and leave your mark. Have that thing that people remember you for. So guys, I know today's episode is a little bit short and a little bit of a motivational piece. I like to call these our Monday motivation. If you did like this episode today, please go across to the.healthcode on Instagram, leave a comment on our latest post or, or even write us a message. I do both myself and Sarah do read through the messages in the comments and we do try to get back to as many as possible. We will be back with a, an episode myself and Sarah together. Sarah's got a, a really interesting story that she wants to talk about. I'm awake now. You're awake. I'm awake, everyone. You're not allowed to, you're not allowed to do this. Oh, it's a potty nugget. It's a potty. You're not welcome anymore. Okay, well, guys, I hope you enjoyed Kurt's one and I'll see you in the next one. <laughs> I currently only have my pajama top on and I'm jade rolling my face. I'm doing my skincare routine. Which is actually funny because... Our next episode is going to be a little bit on some beauty stuff, isn't it? Yes, I'm going to talk about travel tips and how to keep your skin clear on a plane because we all know that is like almost impossible. But anyway, I'll stop gate crashing your potty. <laughs> I'm just pretend I was never here. Come on, Abby, out, out. Uh, I try to make this like a professional podcasting episode where we have no interruptions and, you know... Sarah always ruins it for everyone. But anyway, guys, that is enough for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we really value you guys tuning into our episode and our little, our little baby here at The Health Code. And I cannot wait to record the next episode. I think it's going to be an epic one. Make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast channel and also follow us on the .health code. I mentioned it before. I'm KJ Tills. You can find me on Instagram or YouTube. This is the Health Code Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We will see you in the next episode. Bye.